0: On WAJR AM and FM, this is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi. Good morning. Welcome into the program.
1: It is Dave and Sarah helping you get your week started. Coming up this morning... We're going to get you ready for Election Day tomorrow in Morgantown. A little roundtable discussion on issues as they pertain to the city elections. We're going to be talking with some members of the Morgantown Area Chamber of Commerce coming up in just a moment. But first, a very good morning to the one, the only, Sarah Giosi.
2: Good morning, Dave. How are you? Pretty good. Good weekend. Good weekend, yeah. Got a lot done.
1: I saw uh, Mr. GOC was uh, deadlifting with some uh, senior citizens this weekend.
2: Yes, quite so impressed that we.
1: <laughs> one lady looked like she was ninety, deadlifting four hundred pounds. She, oh yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah,
2: We um we went with our ki- we have a we have a kids program at right. CrossFit Morgantown, and we took those kiddos out to Sundale Nursing Home, and so it was developmentally appropriate for all ages you know we did this workout where they got to work together multi-generationally yeah. and we did this just because uh, you know like uh, I just think it's so important for youngsters to get out a- around some of these people everybody some enjoy of the it? stories and oh it was great great they loved it we also got a crib built this weekend so now
1: yeah <laughs> You're ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> Officially ready for Mackie's arrival, huh?
2: That <laughs> was the last thing to do. So, all right, cool. We're good.
1: Cool deal. What Wife, about
2: you? You were busy.
1: Well, uh, Jenna ran another half marathon yeah. this weekend. Over at uh, it was the Canaan Valley Half Marathon.
2: So you had some good pastries while you watched. Well, <laughs> she
1: she finished the marathon and or half marathon. I think one fifty three, an hour mm-hmm. fifty three. I was able to get in two cups of coffee.
2: All right. Well. When I'm she first shabby.
1: started running these, I could get three in. Mm-hmm. Now I can only get a good mm-hmm. two cups of coffee in. But the conditions, Saturday, or Sunday morning, terrible. Yeah. It was about 38 and raining when the race started. Yeah. Uh, I stayed in the car.
2: But you enjoyed Blackwater Falls.
1: Yeah. Now, Saturday was beautiful. Saturday was sunshine, and we went uh, over to Blackwater Falls. Jenna had never seen these places. I've seen them all. Right. I don't want to see them all, but I've spent a lot of time over there. So we went to Blackwater, uh, saw the falls, which were raging because of all the rain the day before. Right. Uh, so we saw those. She goes, well, now what? I said, well, we're over here. Let's go ahead and we'll drive over to Seneca Rocks. Mm -hmm. Um, she had never seen those. So we saw, you see Seneca Rocks and she goes, well, let's take the trail. Okay. So me, my wife, our two little dogs are with us and her parents. Well, uh, one of them made it most of the way up the top. (laughs) Okay. Uh, she was, she was getting tired by the time we had the last couple of switchbacks Uh, The other one did get carried all the way up to the top. But we climbed (laughs) up on top of Seneca Rocks and took some cool pictures. Now, the pictures don't Mm -hmm. do you any justice because six inches behind me, it is straight down. Oh, yeah. But uh, so I had a cool day. Got to, you know, just see. Enjoy
2: West Virginia
1: By the way, if anybody's wondering where that $15 million the last two years in DOH funding went, go over there. I never hit a pothole. Not one single pothole over there. Mm -hmm. Now, you... From from Davis to Thomas, over to Blackwater Falls, then down to Seneca Rocks, and then back. Never hit a pothole. Immaculate roads. So they're paving somewhere, not in Montague well, County. Well, there's less
2: there's less wear and tear too. We have to remember that.
1: What do you mean there's less wear and tear? Don't you
2: think there'd be less looking at uh just population. these were immaculate. I know.
1: Not a pothole. I know.
2: This not was one. Part of the the long term discussion. I'm age. just
1: saying, if you're looking for where the money went. Hey, you had congratula- to start today, hey didn't you? congratulations! Congratulations, Pendleton nice County. we a nice
2: chat on a Monday <laughs> morning, and you had to start.
1: Well, my wife, this is what this is what has happened in our relationship because of this job. We're driving along, and she goes, "Wow, this is a really nice road." Are you going to mention this on the show on Monday? Well, yeah, probably.
2: See, that's actually a sweet way of doing it. My husband likes to purposefully bother me about road bond, so we'll we'll hit a <laughs> pot road and he'll go road bond, knowing, <laughs> of course, that that's not what the road bond was for, and that that's one of my pet peeves is how many people are confused.
1: Tell you one of the places <laughs> I w- the
2: road bond was all about.
1: Tell you one of the places I went through. Yeah, just went through. I didn't stop. We were driving through smoke hole. Oh, yeah. You know who's familiar with smoke hole? <laughs> <laughs> One Eldon Callen. Although the water was too high. to, th- I, uh, By the end of the day on Saturday, it, it was getting better. But uh, Eldon Callan, Morgantown Area Chamber of Commerce, <laughs> going to join us uh, in a moment. We're going to talk about city issues. Uh, Morgantown's municipal election is tomorrow. Five contested races out of the uh, seven seats available on council. By the way, early voting wrapped up Saturday afternoon. Um... Well, it's not necessarily a great start. 710 ballots cast during the early voting period. That's compared to 1188 in the 2017 municipal election. One thing Carrie Blaney, Mon County clerk, has taught me is early voting is not necessarily an indicator of overall voter turnout. But, well, you know, that's just a little more than half from 2017 so we'll see what happens on tuesday we'll talk about the issues today maybe everybody has been waiting for this conversation that's what i think we'll bring it to you next 9-11 dave and sarah
0: you're listening to the talk of the town on wajr morgan towns municipal
1: election comes up tomorrow there are five contested races uh just want to mention two in particular right now because of the write-in candidates third ward incumbent ryan wallace is on the ballot although he's already announced he cannot and will not accept a second term he, he's relocating for uh, employment reasons so there are three write-in candidates in the third ward west nugent uh, Richard Dumas and Zachary Cruz, Zach Cruz, uh, quite literally, you have to write their names in. If Wallace were to win that seat, he'll have to resign it. City council will then get to appoint a representative for the third ward. And in seventh ward, incumbent Barry Wendell is uh, getting a challenge from write-in candidate Todd Steinbrook as well. So, with that. Um, we mentioned well, uh, earlier. Me go when ahead. When you
2: go to vote, there should be a sheet that is posted. Now, the, the print is about this, but you know it's tiny. But there should be a sheet posted uh, outside, whether it be on the door or on the desk, that actually has those writing candidate names in case you had a question about spelling or or who those names are.
1: You got to write them in,
2: it, but you have to write them in.
1: Or I guess in this case, type them in. And
2: once you are in the booth, there is nothing, so you want to make sure you get that information before you walk in.
1: Can I write it on my hand like I did in college?
2: Yeah, I'm sure you write can. the You can take my... your cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah,
1: just saying. Uh, joining us in the studio this morning, I'm going to talk about some city issues here. Uh, Morgantown Area Chamber of Commerce is Eldon Callen. Good morning, Eldon.
3: Morning, Dave. Morning, Sarah. And
1: uh, Charlie Sims as well. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, guys?
3: Oh, Upright and above ground, it's a good place to be. <laughs>
1: I mentioned. Did you see Eldon's face light up when I mentioned smoke holder? Yeah. Uh, yeah. he's
2: really
1: already sad. thinking about wetting the line right now. <laughs> well, uh, we we brought you guys in studio this morning. We talked about this. Wanted to have kind of a discussion about the issues, and in particular, brought in the chamber because you all also had the opportunity to sit down with each of the candidates running for Morgantown City Council and ask them a series of questions. So. I thought it'd be good if we just kind of talked out the issues because I we all covered in in a little bit different fashion much of the same topics there.
3: Yeah, Morgantown uh, Chamber and now now the uh, uh, Morgantown area partnership. We don't uh, endorse candidates. We we support policies and what we did and what we do on, on elections is interview the candidates. We survey our membership, we identify policies that are important to our membership, and then we interview our candidates, our co-chair with our Government Affairs Committee, uh, Libby Durr with First Energy, and uh, Dan Miller with Potestan Associates. They were, they were tied up with their regular jobs uh, <laughs> this morning, so they couldn't make it this morning, but uh, so I appreciate Charlie uh, setting in uh, for them uh, this morning. Uh, they d- do the interviews, but uh, they, uh, we audio- videotape the interviews with each of the candidates. We come up with a list of questions that we find from our surveys of our membership, those important issues, uh, and then make those uh, videotapes available to our membership and urge our members to uh, urge their employees to watch those videotapes, educate themselves about those important issues, and get those members out to vote. So uh, so I hope they get those employees out to vote. Uh, I'm a little disappointed with the, the turnout, but the only way you're going to protect your business and advance your business interests is to get the, pe- the the people out to vote.
1: I know traffic and infrastructure is always a big one, and we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But I want to start with maybe what would be a tricky issue for the chamber, because you're representing both businesses inside the city you're representing businesses that are outside the city limits and that's the topic of annexation where do you go well, when you look at a topic and it could affect your membership differently how do you sit down and how do you guys examine this
3: that is that is uh, uh, an issue because we got business and it did come up in the interviews uh, by by the different candidates a number of different ways. And our membership, uh, you're right, we have businesses in in the city that looks at annexation uh, at, as uh, a way to actually help their businesses. But but the businesses inside the city, I would say, uh, are. Are addressing it the same way as businesses outside the city in the fact that they see the city uh, as, when I refer to the city I'd say the city governance uh, uh, authority governance authority needs to be positive in the, in what they're offering the businesses they need to be pro, uh, proactive in creating a friendly business climate, climate. They need to be moving forward in in the programs in, in creating a situation where business can thrive, and not 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 sit uh, not sit, set a situation where businesses are declining, but but set a situation where uh, there there's stability, stability in in uh, predict stability and predictability. Uh, uh, businesses like to invest where they know what their revenue projections what their what their possibility of return on investment's going to be where you have a volatile situation where things are going to change all the time where new taxes are n- are going to come in when things are going to change all the time they don't know what's going to happen businesses find that's very discerning. They don't know how they don't know how to even uh, plan for the future when they don't know what's going on. Uh, that, that, creates, uh, that creates a situation where they'd rather just leave. So annexation and a lot of discussion with annexation creates uh, an uncertainty both for businesses inside the community and outside the community where a lot of them start thinking, well, maybe I just need to move 10 miles outside of the city Mm -hmm. instead of even staying inside the city. So there needs to to be some, some certainty in that sense.
2: Certainty and also, you know, there's outside of the stability side of it, there's the things that we've discussed on here, whether it be red tape or ordinances or some of these other things that can kind of feel like you're slowing business down. And when we talk about small businesses or local businesses, there's already this level of uncertainty. And that's where it can become so, I mean, even not just from a business sense, but even emotionally can make it can make for really difficult conversation. And, and you were saying moving even 10 miles outside of the city. One of my big things that I kept hearing as we were listening to the candidate interviews was, well, we'll, we'll push out, we'll push out, we'll take three miles. We'll take, and and I kept wondering, where does this ultimately end then? Um, and, and and we're not going to get into specifics so much about uh, what various candidates said, but there was one comment made that uh, just really stuck with me whenever I was asking the question about a business that chose to be outside of the city, and now we're talking about possibly annexing it, them in without maybe so much say on their part. Um, and and I asked a question about that, and, and the response was, well, if you're located that close to the city, you should have expected to be annexed in. And it just uh, was a very confusing statement to me because of this question of, well, then where does it end? Do I have to go 30 miles outside of the city, or where am I, quote-unquote, safe if I feel strongly about this? So... I just wanted to add to well, that. You know,
3: you know, you're absolutely right, and and there's a there's a history with a lot of the the properties around the city that uh, some of the current people uh, in the administration uh, are not even paying any attention to. Where a number of businesses have approached the city in the past that would more that would have worked with the city. But there is so much red tape. There has been efforts inside the t- city that have delayed, delayed, delayed. Businesses can't delay. They can't wait, wait, wait. Well, we'll get around to it. Pile it up on, on a desk. Well, th- this takes this much. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll get to it next week. They can't have that that time time to, you know, money, uh, every day costs money for a business. Mm -hmm. It's got to move and it's got to move now. We see one investment after another investment after another investment after another investment fall through. Why? Because it sits on someone's desk and it doesn't move.
1: Do we make too much, Eldon or Charlie, from from our perspective about the perception that – if you create an adversarial relationship here, uh, one of those red flag phrases for me is pay your, your fair share. If you feel like if I'm a business owner and I'm outside the city, I'm at Suncrest Town Center where I'm one of the mile ground, one of these areas that have been included in the discussion, and I feel like you're coming after me for one purpose and one purpose only. Am I making too much of that or are you looking at this more of as as a business decision? Does it does the question make sense there? because i it, it feels like there's an adversarial relationship here of you're outside our city and we heard this in the uh the public forum with the league of women voters and the mountaineers for progress you're using our services you're almost like you're being accused of getting a free ride here and and to me that just adds to the problem if you want to work with somebody you're going into a relationship as you know as a business owner i'm i'm apparently the bad guy here and, and i'm i'm supposed to be brought in there's supposed to be some punitive uh measure here or am i making too much of all that
4: well it is a double-edged sword um annexation has uh pluses and minuses and depending upon which side of that uh, line you're on is going to affect your thought process and and where you stand with it uh the city i'm sure and residents of the city see annexation as, as cost sharing We can kind of divide these Mm -hmm. costs up among a larger base, therefore uh, providing additional revenues without increasing those revenues to the existing base. Uh, Those folks that are currently outside of the city that are being annexed in see it as an expense, uh, not necessarily realizing all the benefits that come with that. Everything from fire services, uh, police service. Um, also the opportunity to uh, announce and share the name that you're part of the city uh, and not necessarily just, you know, outside the boundaries.
1: You know, I, I think, you know everybody assumes that I'm against it, and it's not necessarily that. It's, I think it could be it could be mutually beneficial. Everybody could end up benefiting here. Um,
4: and this is just it. me
1: talking. <laughs> well, one, if I'm a business owner, you got to sell me on mm. that. Number two... If you're coming in, and and unfortunately I think this has already been established and it's going to be hard to fight that perception of uh, pay the fair share, you know, you've been leeching off, you know, you're purposely outside trying to take advantage. If I've already got a bad taste in my mouth, and you mentioned some of the history there, Eldon, and this is where (laughs) this came up in the last election. You know, being from Morgantown, well, that's not necessarily a requirement, but it's nice to have that, that background and the knowledge of understanding why Suncrest Town Center is not within the city limits? Why this area is not? Why North Hills? I mean, they had a push to annex at one time. Why didn't that go through? Not having that knowledge, quite frankly, I think something that's that's missing at the city level right now.
3: Or go back to the 1960s. How did Saberton, a town yeah. that was thriving, willingly join Morgantown uh, and became a part came a part of it? And how that came about. Uh, rather, rather peacefully. Uh, why can't we do that now? Uh, it's interesting, it's interesting and going to, uh, uh, looking at all the candidates and we have very good candidates running, uh, all of them, I found. And uh, I, when, I, when I re-listened to, and you know, I, I listened again to, to uh, doing the interviews, but I re-listened to, to, to every one of the candidates and I, I was thinking when I was listening to him I was like, boy, if, if every one of these candidates stuck to everything they said, we'd have a great city. <laughs> <It's> a good <laughs> shape. I mean, we, we have very, very good candidates. Uh, and it's like, wouldn't it be nice if, uh, if every one of these candidates could could deliver? Uh, one of the things I was thinking, though, is that uh, a number of the candidates were talking about, uh, about the good things that would come about from annexation. But the minute, minute you think about merger, they, they coil back. Well, what's the difference between annexation and merger?
1: Hold that thought. We'll get to it on the other side of the news break.
0: <laughs> now, back to the talk of the town on WAJR. Morgantown's Municipal Election
1: comes up tomorrow. Polls will open at 6.30. They'll close at 7.30. We'll have coverage for you on WAJR. We'll have reaction Wednesday morning as well. Joining me in studio, of course, Sarah Giosi. How you doing over there?
2: Pretty good. Ready, I, ready to have the kid yet? Yeah, I'm working on it.
1: Are you, you going to make it all the way?
2: <laughs> I hope so.
1: <laughs> me too, for that matter. Me too. Um, Do I have to get you a gift? Have we established no, that? no, no. Maybe I'll get Jeff something. Everybody gets the baby something. Everybody gets the mom something. Maybe I'll get Jeff something.
2: The gift is the, the six weeks I'll be taking. off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much of a gift that is. I don't know. <laughs> it
1: seems like you're going to have your hands full yeah. for those six weeks. You may Anyways. be calling me, can I come back to work a week earlier? Right. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, municipal election comes up tomorrow. Also in studio with the Eldon Callan and Charlie Sims from the Morgantown Area Chamber of Commerce. Quickly, and we got to move on. We could talk about annexation the whole show, but the difference between annexation and a merger, you were saying, Eldon.
3: I was just saying that uh, it, it's interesting how, how people will recoil from the idea of merging with another town, and, uh, but uh, thinks it's a great idea to annex other property. And, and, uh, and I'm talking from a candidate's perspective. And actually, I, I think there should be more discussion about uh, mer- merging into one single government. I think that would solve a whole lot of problems. If if we had one uh, one government throughout the county, businesses would be extremely happy and uh, they could we talk about eliminating uh, red tape. Uh, they'd be able to work much better together and I think there would be a lot of less conflict and speaking from the candidates there there was a there was a, a sort of an attitude with some of the candidates of dissatisfaction between the city and the county and that and that's that's kind of uh that's that's counterproductive there shouldn't be that there should be a lot of cooperation collaboration between between the government entities and between the towns
1: you are well there's a can of worms let's just put that off to the side oh boy Elden's going down the metro government route
3: no no i don't use the word metro no no, no, he, no didn't he didn't use I that i didn't use that word no i didn't use that but word. i can you see it, it over it. on the horizon <laughs>
1: over there eldon's there at smoke hole and his hip waiters i can see it over there <laughs> on the horizon you know one of the questions you brought up during your interviews with the candidates was uh talking about uh just asking the candidates general knowledge of their or their working knowledge of the bno tax revenue collections how to address the city's 92 million dollars in unfunded pension obligations um, you know for firefighters and and others and also that tied into that 1% sales tax this is a big issue for the city of Morgantown because you, you look at BNO taxes you look at property taxes Morgantown's maxed out on the rate you're going to have to do something and there are all these other issues you want to try to deal with there's issues with the parks wreck there's issues with paving city streets do you keep the user fee do you increase the user fee? All of that ties in and everybody in the business community sits and looks and says, OK, what's going to happen here? And this goes back maybe to your overall point to start the whole thing. You're looking at trying to figure out certainty or uncertainty. So from a business community stand- standpoint, that's oh, kind of a loaded uh, you know, question there. One percent, B&O, all the above as far as taxing goes in the city. Where do we go from here? What's the issues facing the business community here in the city of Morgantown as far as the, the taxing practices go?
4: While there is some interest in the 1% sales tax, it's not going to replace uh, the B&O tax. Right, because the 1% is only going to bring in, I say only, we're looking at, I think,
1: Paul Brake in, in his two-year budget, roughly $5 million, or five to $6 million. And that's probably a little conservative, but somewhere in that neighborhood. Yes. And, and- B&O is pulling 12, 12.2, something like that? So anyway, I'm sorry to jump right. in there.
4: No, that's all right. So uh, it, 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 as I said, it will not be a replacement. Uh, so you've, you have uh, some of the local businesses like the idea of the sales tax if it would reduce or eliminate the B&O tax because they see it that, that the consumer is paying the sales tax while the business pays the B&O tax on, mm-hmm. on uh, full revenue so, so businesses see that as an opportunity to reduce some of their costs, but as we've already stated, it wouldn't replace it, so we would have to uh, add or increase perhaps the user fees. There's, there's some interest in that, of course, but uh, most folks feel that that is an unfair uh, tax due to the fact that a part-time person uh, pays the same three dollars as a full-time person would be paying. So uh, it, it, it's again a double-edged sword. Uh, wh- where are you gonna go with it, what you're gonna do with it. Some of the businesses believe that it needs to be tied to a specific service uh, or not to go to the general fund just to be used for any purpose. So defining the um, use of the 1% sales tax I think would be critical to its success in being passed or even generally accepted as uh, okay. I th-
1: I think the devil comes in the details there of we hear of these other cities, you know, rolling back BNO taxes. What BNO taxes are you rolling back and how much are you actually rolling back? I've heard industrial BNO taxes being rolled back in the city. Um, how much no. <laughs> how much industry is going I mean, heavy industry is going on in the city. So it, to me the devil will be in the details of that ordinance whenever we see that if we see that i i i do expect to see that before the end of may actually so from from that aspect i would think you're you're really looking closely at okay what's will there be given taken such an ordinance
3: well legis, you know it's funny the legislature uh only gives cities and counties these uh revenue sources and then they complain about such poor revenue sources right Uh, you know the 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 inventory the the merchandise inventory tax and and then the B&O tax and the B&O tax is rather unfair well it is unfair I mean it's on the gross Uh, you can be uh, you can you could be operating at a total loss and you still have to pay this B&O tax Uh, it's on the gross it's on the gross Uh, and the sales tax is is much fairer because uh it, it is it's it's paid by the consumer and uh it, it's not it's not on the gross uh but it's 30 percent of the operating budget so trying to do away with it and coming up with another revenue source uh is very very difficult and i like what one 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 of the candidates said uh, that uh, we're like an addict, though we it's uh, we're so addicted to this B and O tax, we can't get rid of it, and we got to find another way, we, another way to, to come up with it. Uh, construction B and O, of course, is is different from the general B and O tax, and I think uh, another candidate, uh, I like the I like the uh, well, a couple of the candidates talked about what we really need to do is look at the whole picture. Look at the whole revenue, and and that's what I think, and I think that's what our our membership really wants uh, wants done here. We need to look at the whole picture. What are we doing with all our money? Where's all the money gone? Where's it gone, and is it being properly utilized? You know, our population, uh, our population has not changed that much from 1970. In the city of Morgantown, you know, in in nineteen in nineteen seventy, our population in the city of Morgantown was twenty nine thousand four hundred thirty one. In two thousand in uh, in two thousand and seventeen, we're only at thirty thousand five hundred forty seven. Now that has not changed much, but yet we have all this huge, so much larger budget in that time. Well, the question is, what what are we doing with all the, why do we have such a larger budget doing all these additional things? Well, there's there's some legitimate questions to that, but a number of candidates, and, I, and I'm quoting from the candidates, and I'm not going to quote the individual candidates because that might be implied that I'm, I'm, I'm supporting one of the candidates earlier, but the number of the candidates said, uh, both incumbents and, and uh, new candidates said, we don't know where, where that money is being spent. We don't know where it's going. That's why we're not weren't in favor of adding new taxes or had problems with the user fee because, as they pointed out, you know, the the football coach and the, the WVU football coach and the president at WVU are paying the same things that the minimum wage part-time person at, at, uh, at <laughs> McDonald's are paying. And they're like, you know, we have problems with the user fee. We have... And, and, and increasing the idea of increasing the user fee, we have problems with adding additional additional taxes when we don't really know where the money's being spent. So they want to do uh, a whole analysis of where all the revenue's gone before they before they add any new taxes. So you know, I, ur- I urge the voters to really. Look and see uh, whether that's what needs to be done. I believe that's what needs to be done before they talk about adding anything new.
1: At least, we got to sneak in a break and I want to move the conversation along. At least, Sarah, with a 1% sales tax, if I, as a consumer, am dead set against it, and you guys probably don't want to hear this as the chamber, I don't, have, I don't have to buy anything in the city yeah. of Morgantown. I can go buy it. Some, I don't have to if it's, it's very democratic. At, at least then <laughs> I have no choice to pay the user fee. Got no choice. It's 3 bucks is coming out every week whether I want it to or not. But at least the 1% sales tax, if I don't want to if I'm that dead set against it, I can I can buy stuff elsewhere. And that's not and, and that's where we get into the conversation with the business community. So that's oh. Right. Like we could spend all day on just one of these topics. We got to get into infrastructure. We got to get into sidewalks, streets, buses, and all the above. We're out of time already. Before Hoppy Ah. Kirchwal takes over, nine forty-five. We're back.
0: We're talking about your town on Wajr.
1: Morgantown Municipal Election is tomorrow. Polls will open up 6.30. They're open until 7.30. We'll have coverage for you uh, later tomorrow night on WAJR. Uh, joining us in the studio this morning from the Morgantown Area Chamber of Commerce, just kind of having a roundtable discussion over some of the issues we've covered the last couple of weeks leading up to the election. Uh, Eldon Callan and Charlie Sims from the Morgantown Area Chamber of Commerce. Guys, a lot I want to cover and not a lot of time to do it. Infrastructure, downtown revitalization, it all ties in together. Paving city streets. You want to have walkable communities. You want to have public transportation. I guess I don't know why I'm asking you how we tie all this together. You guys should be running for city council or something, <laughs> maybe. But, uh, But... As, as a business community though, and' as just as a resident, you want to have all that. you want to have good streets, you want to have good public transit. you want to be able to walk from point A to point B. Now how do we get all that done? I don't know.
3: <laughs> we, we gotta have we gotta have that. and that's what business community wants. I mean that, that that's critical. and and that that's exactly what uh, the business in uh, uh, the chamber in our Morgantown area partnership, uh, Russell Rogerson. Uh, our new our, our new uh, president and CEO of the Morgantown Area Partnership is coming in to help to help not only the city but Monongahela County. I mean, he's he's an expert in this area, and we're, I'm thrilled that he's coming on board. He's going to be helping the city and and, and like I said, the Monongahela County to to really focus on, on on developing this this area and work with work with the Development Authority and, and other entities. Uh that that is key to, to our growth in our city, uh the development of the airport, development of the downtown. We gotta ha- we gotta have all these things. There, there there are empty lots. A lot of the candidates talked about the empty lots, the empty the the areas. Uh we we gotta have we gotta have recreation, we gotta have bow park, we gotta have the we gotta have the utilities. So many of the candidates talked uh, about the beautiful possibilities one thing that i did not hear which which i wish i would have heard more of was defining what our town would be there was some reference about a vision but no more no more detailed of really defining what our town could or should be. I think that would help the businesses get on board if they they would, there was really a vision of how our town doesn't have to become a Pittsburgh. It doesn't have to become a Louisville. It could be a town with a vision that the, the businesses could actually, and, and all of us could actually get on and join.
2: So, and I'll echo a little bit what you're saying, because one of the things I kept hearing was, again, beautiful possibilities. And I was hearing so much conversation about, well, we could have this. And, and and again, a lot about recreational things. And that's all amazing, and I want it. I want to be clear about that. <laughs> but for me, city government at this level, the very first thing that I should be hearing every single time should be about infrastructure it should be about roads it should be about safety it should be about public transportation it should be about the basics of just making sure the city runs and then once we get that we can start talking about all of these beautiful opportunities but I don't feel like we're there and I was a little disappointed because I wanted to just hear more of here's how we're fixing the sidewalks better here is the bit not and again I love our recreational possibilities, but I want to hear less about how we can build the green belt and more about how you're going to fix the sidewalk to get me from my business to the mailbox so that I can make sure I pay you your taxes. <laughs> you know, that's one of the areas where I think I was just disappointed. I needed to hear more about just the bread and butter.
1: But you do those things, and uh, we've only got about 60 seconds left. We are not going to be have, have ah. time to do the airport justice here. But you do those things, and at the same time, you come in, and at the last minute, tell the Mountain Line Transit Authority, you got to be out of your depot. Oh, and you got to do it in a couple of months. Uh, sorry about the late notice. Good luck with that. That was sad. And, 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 the, and then you want to come back and tell us that public transit's important to you. <laughs> oh, well, pick one or the other. Oh, uh, Golly, we are just not going to get the airport uh, in. We could spend a whole show.
3: Working DOH was a big thing, too. You know, and that really can be done and should be done instead of just talking about it in the campaign. You know, mm-hmm.
1: a couple of things, and, and I'll, I'll leave it here. we, we got to squeeze in this last break. I still wonder right now, even with the changes in personnel and administration, how much the lawsuit with the DOH of the trucks hurt, also how much coming out in opposition to the DOH's plan to fix the intersection here in Saberton with Green Bag Road, Where you're, again, it it becomes adversarial and you know how politics goes. Okay, yeah. We'll get to you when we get to you guys. Mm -hmm. All right, squeeze in the last break. We'll wrap it up. Make way for Hoppy.
0: Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town on WAJR.
1: Well, it was a quick hour. My thanks to uh, Eldon Callen, Charlie Sims, for stopping by Town Area Chamber of Commerce. I think it was a good conversation. I don't yeah. know. If you missed it, you can download the show podcast at uh, WAJR.com. But... Oh, we could do a week's worth on about any of the, one of these topics. Hoppy Kirchville is coming up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow.